This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The sound of the bell fills every inch of Ruleshaven. It's later in the day now. The people of Ruleshaven stop what they're doing and look up at the bell tower like dinosaurs looking up at the asteroid. The owner of a scolding store makes the face of the weeping Frenchman. Elsewhere in the city, a ragtag militia stops in the middle of an underground argument to take in this unexpected ringing. They nod solemnly and begin loading crossbows and taking their swords off the wall. It has begun. Good people of Ruleshaven, it's me, your beloved mayor, Ebenezer Whitehead. I have some good news and some bad news. Manners dictate that the bad news should come first, and as a public servant, I must follow suit. Our beloved bell ringer, Bello, was unable to take the pressure of framing our new rules, and he stabbed himself with my sword. The wound was fatal, but with his dying breath, he asked me to carry on his legacy. He said I alone got what he was going for. And enough of you saw us together to know that I speak only the truth. But now the good news. <clears throat> New rule. In order to best facilitate Bellow's last wishes, I will be taking complete control of the rules of Ruleshaven. All other rules are hereby overridden. I alone dictate the rules. I am no longer your mayor. I am Ordelia's human vessel and stand above all men as a god. I grant myself access to all of her power. Tremble before me, voters! A wave of magic bell energy surges through Ruleshaven, and the entire city ebbs for just a second. It only registers as a distant thunderclap as it hits Bellow, who's a million miles away inside himself. Alright, Joe, you know what it is. Roll a d20. That's bad. Sixteen. Twelve. Okay. Seven. Okay, one more. Bello, welcome back. Got some bad news for you. You almost died. (gasps) You were stabbed in the stomach and you passed out. You lost a lot of blood, and to tell you the truth, you're still losing it. You're awake, but barely. Physically, you're out of commission, but verbally, maybe you still got it. The sword Ebenezer used to stab you is nearby, and you can tell from your own blood on the bell that he used the sword to ring it. Tammany stands nearby, frozen in horror, and as soon as you look at her, she turns back into a human, which makes her expression much easier to read. 
She's looking up at her father with a look of disgust, horror, and betrayal. And what she sees is weird. Ebenezer is undergoing a radical physical transformation. His eyes glow gold and white, the color of order. His muscles ripple and overdevelop as his bones re-knit themselves. He's entering his semi-perfect second form. He floats up off of the wooden platform as small rocks and debris begin to float alongside him. The debris begins orbiting him like the rings of a small planet. He goes into Christ pose and floats forward out of the bell tower towards the city. His eyes catch you. Ah, Bello! My perfect idiot. I see you're awake. Don't worry. Those wounds are fatal. Enjoy your last moments. You've earned them. Suppose I owe you a debt of gratitude. Were it not for your absurd decision to ring our bell, I never would have known the damn thing even worked. It's been 500 years. We thought it was a symbol. Or at least that the ringer would be killed. You know, we're not so different, you and I. Both perfect tens, maybe payola nines, but still we're young, dumb, and full of cum. We both have a special appreciation for the rules, but only one of us will die today, and it won't be me! <laughs> what was once Ebenezer's body has completely merged with Ordelia's power and energy. He's a full ten feet tall now. You may not like it, but he's in peak physical form. A halo of eyes forms around his head, and the smell of baby powder and a gavel hitting the block fills the air. He crosses his massive arms and fixes his gaze down 700 feet below as he begins to float out over Ruleshaven. Tammany. She looks at you, she's, what? What devilry is this? I'm, uh, it's not devilry, it's just, I'm not dead. <laughs> it's just like, the I didn't get killed yet. You didn't? But I ha- no, but listen, so I don't know what your I don't know what your like relationship with your dad is, but this is a dangerous turn of a of a power mad man, and you might be the only one who can stop him if I close my eyes. And Bella's gonna close his eyes. And she turns into a spider. She's a huge spider. And uh uh she you hear like clicking. Oh, do it, Tammany. Web up your daddy. There you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. And stand above all men as a god. I grant myself access to all of her power. Tremble before me, voters! <gasps> Bello! Oh, whoa, no, that's not... That's... That That guy's lying. Okay, where are we going? We gotta go, we gotta go to the bell tower! Okay, let's go! Okay! Um, Cordelia grabs her hand, and they run. They run right off. When was the last time we slept? Oh my god! I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Uh, make a constitution roll for me, just to oh, see how well we're running here. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, seven. Okay, Albie, you're feeling it. Cordelia, you've got that. Uh, if you ever pulled an all-nighter, you know, it's yeah. just like that next morning. It's like, let's go! Like, it's you've got yes. that vibe. And Albie, you're starting to feel it. Okay, okay. So here's what Albie's going to do. <laughs> Albie feels her strength slipping from her body, but she's... She 
takes a deep breath in through her nostrils and then she focuses on the distant sound of drumming and she goes into a rage. She is ready to go. She's ready to find Bello and she starts flying towards the bell tower. Hell yeah! Sick. And right next to her, Cordelia grabs a cup of coffee that someone else is holding on the sidewalk and she fucking slams it and runs. All right, make a charisma roll. It's, I'm, I'm going to let yes. this happen, but make a charisma roll for how it goes. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I got an unnatural 20, 16 plus 4. Okay, okay, so you do that, and the person, not only do you grab that coffee and you get that coffee, but the person you grab it from uh, does a double take, and they sort of like, uh, they sort of like rub their eyes. Yeah, they do like a squeaky squeaky on their eyes, (laughs) and uh, um, just a a townsperson says, what a woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're right. Yeah, for a 20, they're right. Okay, so we're flying. We're you on guys our way. are flying. You're moving. Don't talk to you guys till you've had your rage. You're running, um, and you're you're moving. You're moving up and down through the town, and you come to the um, uh, you come to the bottom of the bell tower. Okay, okay, I'm gonna climb up it. Okay, okay, I'm right behind you. Oh man! In a rage and a caffeine high, you make it to the bell tower. There it stands, just as 800 feet tall as you left it. The sheer stone exterior is unscalable. Why? Somebody would need eight arms and legs to do it. But at the base of the tower, a wide stone staircase leads up to a grand entrance. You would recognize it as an exit, the same one you used this morning. A large murder of city guards stand by the entrance. They're spooked by something up above. You look up and see a bright white gold light shining from the top of the tower. Fractals of perfectly organized lightning zap out from the light. Dry ice and flame pour out from the top of the tower. Dry ice and flame together at last! So, uh, Albie is, uh, she's still approaching the, uh, the, the clock tower at top speed. She sees the guards surrounding the entrance to the stairwell, and she is going to use mold earth to sort of try to knock them off their feet by, like, uh, changing the terrain beneath them to difficult terrain. Now, uh, we, we can say, if you want to concentrate this 30-foot area on the staircase itself, we can turn that entire staircase into difficult terrain. Yes. So, yeah. So, actually, ooh, could I do this instead? Could I use mold earth to turn the stairs into a slide? I was, yes. Yeah, I was going to do that if you didn't say it. <laughs> Albie is charging towards the staircase for the bell tower. She looks and sees the guards populating the staircase, and she uses mold earth to turn the staircase into a slick slide that hopefully sends them flying. <laughs> The steps melt into each other, and it does. It turn. It is like a, uh, uh, like somebody took a burrito wrapper and just like ran their fingernail over it obsessively, and it, it is just. It is smooth. It is sheer. It is flat. Um, so I'm making one dexterity roll for the group here. Yo, crit fail. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Shit. So all all my little gu- my precious guards who I loved so much, each of them had uh, oh my god, they had names, they had personality, they all had oh if only Joe was here to ask the names, but oh no. So they all uh each and every one of them uh this the 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 stairs go out from under them and they begin sliding down. They don't know what's what hit them. Most of them aren't ready for this. They are not in the right position. A lot of them hurt themselves as they fall. One of the 
one of those hips are never going to be the same, and they begin falling down, uh, and the path is cleared to you. But these guards did not die. Uh, they were just knocked over, so uh, hurry. But at the same time that um, Albie successfully slides them down those slides, Cordelia shoots behind herself a um, auditory illusion that says, over here, and it's outside, hoping that um, it'll draw the guards out. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. You are pretty distinct looking uh, as you do this. So you, d- you know, and uh, to remember the guy with the coffee. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, you know, if you get that, you got to pay for it now on this time. And so you shout, you throw that auditory uh, uh, hallucination, illusion behind you. And uh, they do hear it. And some of the dumber guards, many of the dumber guards, in fact, the, uh, they're not the, the brightest bunch. They are tricked by it. But I would say of the 20, about six. In fact, I'm going to say exactly seven of these guards are not fooled by this because, you know, they see you and you're running <laughs> towards them. Uh, they have been knocked over and it's going to take them uh, a little bit to reorient themselves. But they notice you and you. Uh, you're in their crosshairs right now. As you, the doors are open, though. I'm behind you, Albie. Yeah, um, I am going to try and. This might be a big ask. I want to hop, uh, like sort of, jump off of them, like up the staircase. Acrobatics. Make an acrobatics check. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's an eighteen <laughs> and an eight. So. Okay, great. So, uh, for an 18, you just fucking, like, your eyes narrow, and you you pinball around those fuckers. One of them takes a punch to the face, and his eyes roll back in his head, and then they roll back down, and they both say, Tilt! Uh, You're in your monk rage, which, remember, is dex-based, and so you're just, like, you're fucking, you're catching punches, and you're using the momentum to throw dudes into other dudes. You're jumping on shoulders, and you're kicking the backs of guys' heads as you backflip onto other guys' shoulders, and then you briefly, you you grab one of the guys by the ears, and you're, like, driving him around, and Tony Hawk, in real life, gets a chill as you do a kickflip with one guy. You barrel roll. You jump up and you barrel roll in the air, dodging two punches above and below you that pass within an inch of you, each of them. You land low and you you sweep your leg and you take out an especially ugly guy. It's okay to be ugly. I just, I didn't have any time to learn anything else about this guy. So all I know is he's ugly. And Cordelia, if you want to do this, you got to make a pretty bomb acrobatics roll. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cordelia sees Albie's jackpot and she goes for the same thing. Um, let's see here. She gets a 13. Pretty good. So a lot of these guys have already started to slide down. You get most of the way there. And now it's going to be difficult terrain. So I just need you to make a dexterity roll uh, at the top of the staircase now to make sure you don't slide down. Uh, I got a 10. A 10. So you are going to start to lose your balance and you fall Mm. forward. You're going to eat shit, but you're not going to eat too much shit because it's just a 10. Uh, And you're going to really feel it on your chin. Oh, ah, fuck. Ow. Uh, and now your hands are clasped to the top of the staircase. Uh, I'm going to put my, okay, I'm going to whip my butcher's sword off of my back, drive it into the staircase between Cordelia's hands for Help her me. to grab onto. For her to grab onto. <sighs> okay, I'm going to go for it. Okay, great. You maneuver up. You're at the top of the stairs. Now, you're at the bottom <sighs> of the, uh, it's 800 feet up. Remember, that's quite a climb. Uh that you guys got coming up. Uh, so you're at the bottom, uh, you're in the center here, and this spiral staircase, which lines the walls, it leads up, uh, and it is it's, it stands before you. Now, these guards behind you, they've started to rouse, and uh, some of them are beginning to try to, to climb and scale this uh, this newly flat, this Tony Hawk surface staircase. B, let's go! Okay, 
you go first, and uh, Albie's gonna let Cordelia pass her and uh, grab her sword, and like she's ready to fight anyone that gets near her. Okay, and some of them do get near you. What's gonna happen? We'll find out in a few minutes because right now we're gonna cut back to that hospital. Uh, to Bonesby, you are being, uh, uh, we're cutting back in time again, too. We've done it before, and I, I'm getting cocky. So, uh, to Bonesby, you are being dragged down a hallway by a, uh, 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 the, a hospital security. Where would the state of medicine be if it weren't for radical experimentation? And one of them turns to you and he's about to speak when... There are foul works at play here. That boy would never. But these guys don't know that. They, uh, one of the uh, hospital security guys, he turns to you and says, "Ah, shut up, Bones. You, you haven't, you haven't seen this student. Oh, he may be a student of whatever it was that. He, oh, uh, druidism. He was a druid student. But I'll tell you what he's a master of: his confidence, self-assuredness, and." General luck, I would say. There's no reason he would have done such a thing. This man who made an announcement has lied. He's lied to the city. Yeah, tell it to the judge, Bones. And they keep uh, they keep dragging you down this hallway. I will. I'll tell to whoever. Stir fry, you are, uh, you are, I'm giving it up to you now. You are in the uh, operating room. You had the cane. You hear this announcement. Bellow. No. No, 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 that's not Bellow. I know my friend. He loves power. He loves the crown. He would never awaken beneath it. He would rise to the occasion. He's, he's always very secretly lusted for, for power and glory. And I know he would live for the occasion. No, I must get the bones be back and save my friend from ill deeds. Um, I am going to just run down the path. Um, I'm going to I want to run up and down the, um, the ceiling. There's that sort of... That's sort of like tunnel of a uh, hospital. You uh, you get down the uh, this hallway and you see one of the uh, guards shouting at the Bones Bee, saying, "Tell it to the judge, Bones. Tell it to the judge. Tell it to my fist." Wait, I'm sorry. That did. I'm not going to punch you. Roll for initiative. One of them. They, 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 they're not listening to you. One of the hospital guards. Uh, he says, "Oh, you messed with the wrong hospital, Daddy." And he rips his shirt up. And this guy is. Uh, this guy is ripped in a way that looks unhealthy. You know what I mean? How sometimes you can be muscular in a way that's like, yeah, but that's be- like better to actually just not be. And that's what's going on with this guy. Uh, he's going to take a swing at you, stir fry, and he's going to hit you right in the jaw for five damage. Stir fry, seeing that fist come towards him is going to turn away from it trying to uh, 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 lean away from the punch and make sure that it hurts him less. It's uncanny how he has dodged kind of this thing. This guy was going right for your jaw. He was going to hit you like right in the chin and instead he just sort of grazes you. It's only two damage. Stirfry moves with the punch, uh, spinning around like a ballerina, then Landon planting his feet and points his finger and said, You didn't let me finish myself. I said you're not going to meet my fist. You're going to meet my crossbow. And I'm going to whip it out. <laughs> okay, great. Now you're going to wait as the Bones Bee, who has a higher initiative, uh, makes his move. Well, now, most of my magical spells, I'm, I'm telling this to all you gods, they, they require... 
a component of moving my hands about is, and oh no, you've got me under your control. I can't move my hands from my delicate spell-casting fingers, except for one. And it bones me, says the magic word, and vanishes in a mist. Oh. Yeah! You disappear. And reappear, reappears 30 feet down the hall. You poof! You uh, you disappear. You reappear thirty feet down the hall. These guards can't believe themselves. Uh, the one guard who had been talking to you says, "Ooh, we got a tricky one. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you." <laughs> Stir fry, it's your turn. What are you gonna do with that crossbow? Okay, so right now the Bonesby is thirty uh, feet. Uh, so the guards are between me and and the Bonesby. Yes, right? they are. Okay. Stir fry sees that and goes like, "Oh, so we don't really need to fight right now." Um, he's so he's gonna be, eh, oh, um, maybe uh. Maybe some other time. He's going to put the crossbow by his side and then try to run um, past the guards to get where get, get where the bones be so they can just sort of hightail it in the opposite direction. Okay, great. Make a uh, Let's make a dex roll to see if you can get through them. Oh. Ew. No. Oh. Uh, that's a uh, seven. Okay. Seven is not going to cut it. You try to move through these guys, and unfortunately, you're going to trigger an opportunity attack from them. And that big guy, that unhealthy muscle guy, he shouts. He's like, ooh, I've been working too long in a hospital. My calling's not to heal. My calling's to hurt. And he's going to uh, he's gonna take another swing at you, and he's going to just swing right down onto the top of your head. Jesus, this guy. Okay. He's going to take a swing down at you. He's going to swing down to the top of your head, and he's going to completely whiff it, and he misses you. Uh, but he's so angry, he does hit something. Uh, and I tell you, I already I rolled concurrently with damage for the damage he was going to do. And that guy was about to do eight damage to you. But instead of doing eight damage to you, he just hits a mosquito that was flying through the air, exploding that <laughs> mosquito. And here's the thing. Nobody asked it. It's not going to come up. Do not email us about this. But that mosquito was carrying a Cordelian equivalent of Ebola. This was a very <gasps> wow. high-stakes situation Wait. that you just diffused. Oh. Yeah. Branson, pause Amazing. and go on for a long time. I can't. I mustn't. I wish I could. You know I would love to, but the yes. viewer demands we keep going. So he missed you, but Stirfried, you were not able to get through these guys. You are now surrounded by these uh, these hospital guards. Um. Okay. Stirfried's going to look to his left, look to his right, front, back. He goes, ooh, this sucks. I made a mistake for the last time. And I'm going to just <laughs> I'm going to try to, um, uh, Dash under their one under under one of their feet. Okay, great. Make a dex. Fourteen. Yeah, you get under there. Stirfried looks left, looks right, up and down, um, and he sees the guard who is nearest to the Bonesby, uh, and he uh, pivots in one direction like he's got a basketball. This guy falls for it. He goes he goes in that direction. He's like, this is where the bird's going. He keeps his pivot pivot foot stuck and and uh, lurches his body back in the other direction. He just did a fucking pump fake with his body and dives under the feet of that guard. This guy absolutely falls for it. You go through his feet. He's trying to get you, but he misses you. He looks up with a confused look on his face like he's on the Washington Generals, and you're, you've escaped. You made it through uh, under his legs. You are moving down the hallway now. Uh, DeBonesby is 30 feet ahead of you. It's this guy's turn, though, who you just moved through because you're still in combat, and uh, this guy's going to look at you. He's going to scowl, and he's going to pull a stethoscope out of his pocket, and he's going to do like a... And he's going to uh, uh, maneuver it like nunchucks. Uh, and he's going to take a swing at you, Stir Fry. You are still within range of this guy. I can't hit this guy! All right! And he misses uh, Stir Fry. And uh, he actually hits one of the other guards who says, Hey, watch it, you! I guess I must be having... I'm going to let I you know right I'm now, ha- if you stop to gloat, they're going to hit you again. 
I guess I've had an apple a day because I keep keeping these doctors away. The third one is now at that. He is going to... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm glad he did. Uh, he's going to pull out uh, a rubber glove and he's going to like snap it uh, to his hand. And he's, uh, he's going to say to himself, he's like, Ooh! I don't want the the blood from this to get under my cuticles. And he's gonna reach out and he's gonna try to uh, he's gonna try to choke you so hard that it draws blood. And Tim, that's a nat twenty. Oh no! And let this for our young listeners at home. Let this operate as a, a like Aesop himself couldn't have written this written this better. Uh, if you stop to gloat, uh, sometimes your enemy gets a nat twenty. Dude, I'm sorry. Uh, so he's gonna reach right for your throat and he's gonna do six damage right to the throat and he just holds you up in the air. Uh, and he's squeezing down, and he is like, he's got his hand wrapped around your throat, wrapped around your windpipe, and he is, the pressure is on. He is not, uh, he's not trying to, to save your life. Oh, oh shit. I, I'm sorry. I love you. It's, it's, too, he's just tightening. He's tightening. The Bonesby, it's your turn. You know, I remember the last time I was captured by the authorities, I did not quite have such much as my own powers about me. But I'm a man restored. Stir fry! Duck. And Frederick de Bonesby unleashes a five foot wide, crackling stream of electricity, arcing off of his bones and combining into a swirling funnel of distraction! <laughs> Surfright, you try to duck around uh, the fist, and as luck would have it, right as you're trying to duck, this guy is struck by a five-foot-wide bolt of lightning, which, you know, loosens the grip a little. But, unfortunately, this guy is briefly made of fucking electricity, which means you're going to take about half that damage as well. Meanwhile, there are three pairs of sneakers on the ground with steam coming out of them and a pile of ash. These guys are incinerate, just a completely just the... I touched a battery one time and that fucked up like two years of my life, I feel like, but that... This is... and I, You know, I touched it in a fucked up way, but this, like, these guys are gone. Gone. They're, like, raptured. Uh, De Bonesby exhales for the first time in three years. He's like, that... I'm... I'm... That's me. That's me. I'm back. I feel better. I feel good. I feel good. <sighs> Oh, Frederick, baby, I've missed ya. Uh, nice duck, bird. <laughs> Great, and we're gonna cut away. <laughs> Jesus. Bellow, you're not looking, but you hear the sh- the shock, the shoot of of web out of the butthole of the spider. That's where it comes out of in Cordelia. Shut up. Uh, it comes right out of the butthole, and uh, uh, but you can't see what's happening. You don't know what's happening. What do, what do you do? Bellow's whole body shakes with pain. He hasn't hurt this much since uh, a three-day party back at Polaris University that ended with him uh, jumping off the roof of the frat house into a very, a very thin pool of pudding. Um <laughs> And the pain, the pain radiates in, in waves as he watches the blood sort of, like, gush out of his midsection. He quickly uh, slams his hands down on the wound, which hurts in, its, in and of itself, uh, trying to 
uh, staunch the staunch the flow of blood. And as he does, he he wills what little strength he has left to send healing druidic energy through his hands and into the wound, trying to stitch together um, the the torn flesh and remake whole what has been what has been cut. Bello, you can feel your body knitting and mending itself. And here's the thing about healing that nobody tells you is it hurts. It does not feel good to heal until you are long done with it. Uh, so you are, as you are healing, it hurts. And you watch as your abs reform themselves. And Bello, unfortunately, something is going to occur to Bello that most people have to deal with at one point or another in their 20s. Not me, weirdly, but Bello does have to deal with this. The realization as you look down at that eight pack and you see that now it's a seven pack, the realization hits Bellow for the first time that you're not going to be hot forever. No. I I always assumed I'd be a silver fox someday. No. Oh, there's no time for this. I Bellow shuts his eyes quickly. He remembers he doesn't want to see Tammany. Um... Whatever she's doing, she he she needs to do in spider form. Um, so he just tries to focus on healing that wound and gritting his teeth through the pain. Ten hit points. 1d8 plus two <laughs> hit points move through uh, your body and they, they mend themselves. And your midsection is on fire right now. It hurts a lot. Hmm. Because with pain, you get the endorphin rush. With healing, uh-uh, your body doesn't bother with it. It's uh, You're just feeling that feeling of uh, something uh, something changing inside of yourself. It's like a, a, a very centrally located growth spurt. You hear uh, Tammany call to you. She says, Bello, 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 I, I, you can open your eyes. Okay. And Bello, Bello opens his eyes and looks at Tammany. Uh, she looks at you, and uh, uh, you can see, you can tell that just out of the corner of your eye, you just get a little wisp of, oh, yeah, she used to be a spider. She's totally a person mm-hmm. the entire time, but you just get the mm-hmm. sense of it as you're looking that something yeah. did just change. Uh, she adjusts her hair quickly, and she puts it back up into uh, uh, into the ponytail because it falls out. She goes into a spider, back into a person. The hair falls out. She puts it back up into a of ponytail. Course, course. She says, yeah. Bella, look, and she directs your eye over to, uh, and she caught him. In a web. She caught Ebenezer uh, Whitehead in a web. You're crouched with Tammany by the edge of the tower. The whole city spread out far below. Ebenezer is webbed, but he doesn't seem bothered by it. He simply opens his mouth and his eyeballs, emitting a ray of order, which fractals out of his head in an infinite, mathematically perfect spiral. It glows white as it reorganizes the organic spider webs into a small, dense marble. Ebenezer emerges from the web like a butterfly, completely transformed into Ordelia's perfect human vessel. This is his third and final form. Every angle in his body has been broken and reshaped into a perfect right angle. He looks more like a spirograph than a human being. As he floats forward out over the city, water molecules in the clouds above begin reshaping themselves as a ring of perfectly cubed clouds encircles him. Ordelia's voice begins to intermix with his own. No web can hold me. I am order. I am justice. I am the powdered wig on every judge. I am the gavel hitting the block. 
Bellow rummages through his pockets, looking for something, anything small enough, uh, but also hard enough to make an impact where he needs it. He he feels around. Keys? No, that won't work. Um, uh, uh, he needs those later. Um, a, <laughs> a, Gotta get into your front door! Old, <laughs> a, a little bug he found earlier that seemed cool. No, no, he wants to keep that. Um... A note he had written to Albie. No, no, he needs that for later. And then he finds Carly dies. Like you actually killed Carly with the. Yeah. What? Say sorry. Um, and then he finds it a little, a little, uh, a little metal tinder box that he keeps Flint in. And he he pulls it out. He grits his teeth and he throws it as hard as he can at the bell, hoping to ring it once more and declare one more law. Bello, make an attack roll on the bell. That is a... 17? You throw the tinderbox from the prone position, and as you do, you get a quick flash, just for a moment, of the keg party at Casey's, where you sunk a beer pong shot from this exact position to convince security not to shut the party down. It's that exact feeling as the box leaves your hands. The arc is perfect, and the box catches the light as it strikes the side of the bell. The bell rings out. The tiniest ding, but you could almost swear it sounds a bit like a steel drum. It is illegal to be the vessel of a god on pain of death. Unreal. All right. So I didn't have, I, I had no idea this was going to happen. So here's what's going to happen now to Ebenezer Whitehead, who is Ordelia's vessel on Earth. Ebenezer Whitehead, he screams and says, No, no, I am the law. I am order. I am the rules. As he bursts into flames. Flaming chunks of Ebenezer fly out everywhere. Many of them... By the way, landing on the wooden platform, setting it ablaze. From the gory womb of what was once Ebenezer floats a goddess. Ordelia, who appears to you as a large, floating judge's wig, surrounded by light. Each of the curls of the wig float through space like tentacles of a squid. She moves with ancient dignity and poise the implicit threat behind all laws. And in a voice like Justice, it says, Hello, my name is Ordelia, god of order and of rules. Hi, I'm I'm Bello. Bello the bell ringer. Yeah, that's me. I saw what you did with the bell. What you saw? I saw it all. Oh, all the rules? All of them. Some of them pretty good though, right? I saw the attempt. Oh. I see that your heart is pure. Oh. But I am not a creature of hearts, I am a creature of order! Right, right, yeah, of course. You made a mess of things and you destroyed my vessel on this earth! Hey, that, well, to be fair, he stabbed me real hard. I am nothing but fair. Blood for blood, a life for a life. In killing my vessel, you have made an enemy of me on this day. 
I warn you now, Venom, wherever you go for the rest of your life, if you so much as step foot in a courtroom, or a legislative building, mm-hmm. or if you ever again deign to dabble in the affairs of rules, I will hunt you to the ends of this earth, and proctor on you a fate worse than death. <sighs> Actually, Ordelia, can I be honest, that comes as a huge relief. This rule stuff has been such a burden. Interesting. You will not wear the crown. Yeah, it was heavy. It was really heavy, Ordelia. And yet your shoulders are strong. Yes, I see it now. Perhaps yours is the vessel I shall be using henceforth. What? Yes! No! I mean, sure, I'm the Cadillac of bodies, but you don't want me as a vessel. Yes, I do. I've made my decision now. But wait! Ordelia! Don't you know? I just made it against the rules to make someone your vessel, so... If you vesselized me, you'd be kind of breaking a rule. That'd be pretty weird, right? Wait, but I... No, yeah. but I, I myself am Ordelia. Because you're, you're the, like the god of that stuff, so... Right, so this I would... But I... I thought mm. I... Uh, yeah. No! 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 She begins shaking and shaking, and white light is just glowing off of her. And it, it's, it's blinding. It's almost a blinding light emanating from her. Bella, what do you say? Uh, gotcha. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast going to take off for the sky and she bursts out of the top of the bell tower which by the way bellow uh largely stone bell tower but here's the thing we did go to the trouble to say that this spiral staircase that you are on the top of is made of wood Mm -hmm. and that wood is very on fire right now oh what you gonna do Uh, tammany if i close my eyes can you can you can you web us down tammany is uh yeah she's gonna say there's nothing i can't do if you close your eyes, except stay a woman. Wow, you're super confident. Yeah, we're a good match. Okay. Close those eyes! Bello shuts his peepers. Oh, great, she's a spider. And you feel, uh, it's... Now, here's the thing. She's a spider, right? And you're not looking at it, so it's not that icky. But if you've ever been in the ocean and, or a river and felt something brush up against you, it's that sensation mm-hmm. as she grabs you and she places you onto her large back. She begins crawling down the walls. And here's the thing. She's a spider. She's got advantage on this dex roll that I already rolled for her. You guys are doing good. And she begin crawling down uh, the wall. But that fire is moving quickly. That was dry wood. That was old wood. It was not well taken care of. And the fire is just coming right 
right after you guys. You feel it on the back of your neck. But here's the thing. You can't see it, but your eyes are closed. And so you can't see her as a spider, but you can feel that flame coming up closer and closer. And the flame is getting so close that even with your eyes closed, you can tell it's bright and it is following you. We're going to cut down now to the bottom of the tower where uh, Albie and Cordelia. We are now at the same moment in time where you guys would have been entering the tower. Albie, we got to go save Bello. I know, I know. That's what we're doing. Okay, let's go the up up the stairs. Albie uh, pushes Cordelia to go forward, and she pulls the sword out of the earth, out of the staircase, and uh, she's ready. She's ready to defend their ascent. Okay, let's go. Let's go. And Cordelia is running up the stairs as fast as she can. Great, and you're making pretty good headway until you hear one last faint ring of the bell. It is illegal to be the vessel of a god. <gasps> Bellow! On pain of death. And then you hear a loud explosion at the top of the tower. And uh, just looking up, you see it's it's burning up there. 800 feet up. It's, it's far away, but there's fire. Bellow! Okay, Cordelia dives on Albie to try and cover her with her body to make sure that none of the debris hits her. The debris is coming down! It's already... I don't, we're going to make a uh, make a dexterity roll. Cordelia. 13. 13, that's pretty good. The debris, it's 800 feet. It's taken a second. It's not, uh, you're able to to block uh, Albie, but Albie, you have just been tackled by Cordelia. What are you going to do about that? Um, I kind of want to say there was no Albie to tackle because the moment she heard the explosion, she started running up the stairs. And we'll run with it. So Cordelia, you go for Albie there and, uh, you know, you make this, this dexterity roll to... to dodge the debris, and I'm going to let that 13 carry forward here. I'm going to make you roll again. I'm not insane. Uh, so you uh, you you dodge the debris that's falling down, and Albie, you are already ahead of her. You've just moved. You're in rage. You're a dexterity-based barbarian. I'm going to say you're pretty fast. You're moving up those stairs really quickly. B! Uh, Albie doesn't hear anything anymore. It's the same as the last time she was in a rage. It's just drumbeat and this tunnel vision as she's charging up the stairs. She thinks Bella just exploded. Um... Cordelia's racing after her. Hello! You can't hear anything. You just hear these pounding of drums. You do think you hear a very calm, ordered voice saying uh, such snippets as, the vessel was flawed and I will hunt you to a place worse than hell as you are uh, running. It is, it's just, it's intermingled with the drum beats and the silence and the, the, the sound of your own breathing. Albie pulls the sword forward in front of her. She is ready to attack as soon as she gets onto this landing. Albie, wait, it, it's on fire. We have to wait. Stop! She's going. She's going. Albie! Um, so Cordelia's running after her and trying to grab her. Great. Now, Albie, you're going to get to a human woman is stopped on uh, one of those landings. And she's going to turn <laughs> to you and say, I am Regina Tatata! <laughs> Albie's going to slice her. Yeah, make an attack roll. Natural 20. You run past her and she seems fine. She says, I am Regina Tatata! And then as, but you are already a landing ahead of her as just like a white line appears in the center of her and the two halves of her just completely split and uh, both halves of her just fall down to the ground. Cordelia, you see this. This happens right in front of you. Albie! Albie! Albie stops hearing the, 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 um, uh, Cordelia's voice shatters through the drums like a sound of a broken window and she like halts. And turns around to look at Cordelia. This isn't worth it. Whatever's happening up there is destructive. 
We should save ourselves. We have to get Fallow. No, Albie, you're the point. You're the point for me. Let's go. Albie doesn't know. Fuck. <laughs> you're making it so hard to roll. Albie doesn't know what to do. She's being torn between two forces right now. She looks over her shoulder towards the towards where the flames are coming from. She's looking for Bello. She looks back at Cordelia. Cordelia has her hand outstretched, like, let's go back down, let's go. Albie, you look at Cordelia, her hand is outstretched. She's saying, let's go. You look up and there is a burn, there's burning wreckage up at the top. You look back and forth at Cordelia. You look at the fire, you look at Cordelia, you look at the fire. Cordelia, fire, Cordelia, fire. What's it gonna be? Albie takes Cordelia's hand. Okay, Cordelia, like, pulls her into her, like, fully grabs her, picks her up, and starts running down the staircase. Bello, we're gonna cut back to you now. Bello, you are on top of a spider. Now, all you've been able to hear is the uh, the fucked up fluids of the spider and the, the crackle of the fire uh, chasing you as the spider moves down. But you are, with your closed eyes, you are able to hear, because the other senses they pick up, you're able to hear Albie's voice calling out to you. Bello uh, is going to cast Thaumaturgy, and he's going to boom his voice out and say, Albie, oh, hey, it's... It's really cool you're here, but uh, I think you should get out of here. I'm coming down on a spider that you shouldn't look at. It's okay. You should get out of here. I think the tower might be uh, collapsing. What is he? A spider I should look at? Okay, let's go. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And just like running down the stairs until they hit the slide and then fucking sliding down on her Great. ass. Great, you slide down on your ass, but there are guards out there. Remember, those guards were trying to get up. They were struggling. But when you're at the bottom there, there are still, remember, there are seven guards who are still at the bottom of there and they draw their swords. Uh, Albie pulls her sword out uh, mid-slide and she is chart, she is, uh, I'm, she's between Cordelia's legs, right? I'm guessing. I don't know why I assume that. Sure. She, Cordelia was holding her and she dropped her to put her on, back on her feet. So wherever you okay. want to be. So Albie is sliding down with Cordelia and she has her butcher's sword pointed forward like the mast of a ship towards these guards. And Cordelia, um, you know, typically not on the side of guards, yells, run to the guards and points up at the explosion. Uh, great. The uh, uh, make a Jesus. Okay. These guys have low enough. These, the intelligence is low. The wisdom is low. I'm going to have you. I'm going to put it to you here. I'm going to put it to the dice again. Make a persuasion roll there. I just got a critical fail. Okay. So those guards say, yeah, we're, we've seen uh, we've seen illusion spells before. You can't trick us. And uh, they're, not, they're not going anywhere. They, they stand with their, with their spears and swords drawn. Uh, my sword is out. Okay, great. We're going to see what happens in a minute. But first, we're cutting back to that hospital. Uh, to Bonesby and Stir Fry, you have, uh, you have just completely vaporized those guys. And now, as soon as you do, you hear an announcement from Bello. It is illegal to be the vessel of a god on pain of death. Aha! I knew it was a trick. Let's go. He's still in trouble, assuredly. Of course, Mr. Bonesby. Let's go. I'm so I'm so glad he's okay. I just I felt it. I knew it logically. I knew it. It's just I, I, I'm glad we're on the Sir same Fry, He's clearly fighting against a god that's taken human form. Now, how did you get that? See, so, so you have a mind and at that you I hear catch. a loud explosion. Whoa! Oh, Jesus! Uh, 
<laughs> oh, Johnson, Christ, let's, let's get it. <laughs> keep it, keep it. Keep Johnson, Christ. No. Come, Frederick, let's go save our boy. Johnson, Christ, I hope he's all right. Yeah, you run out the double doors and you see people in, uh, you're running through uh, an emergency waiting room and people are so confused. They have no idea what's going on. People are, they're shouting at the, uh, at the, at the, they're shouting at the nurses. So what is it? So is this, is this a free healthcare situation still? Or is it just the God? Are there no other? What is, what is the law? And then a nurse looks at them and says, shut the fuck up. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I wasn't even supposed to come in today. This is supposed to be my sick day. But my best friend wanted the day off and I gave it to him. And did so, you know, that's what's going on with me. And that, that's, it's just chaos. And it, people are throwing things at each other. Um, in the chaos, um, can Stirfry see anything that looks like the healing pack that he had gotten last time? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, you can see something that does look like a healing pack. Stirfry is going to try to grab that so he can heal himself back up from this awful damage he's taking. Can you make a perception roll for me really quickly? Nat 20. Nat 20. So, what you're able to see is you remember the IV pack that uh, that the that your healing potion came out of. And what you see uh, is uh, you see somebody, uh, they, they are hooked up to an IV of this stuff. It doesn't seem to be the exact same color, but it is the same. It's, it's in the same uh, color family on the wheel. And uh, somebody is hooked up to an IV of this. And for a 20, they seem fine. Visually, they seem fine. Your judgment is telling you that they're not going to miss this IV bag. And they, they're just hooked up to it, and they're sitting there, and they're sort of waiting to be taken someplace. Stirfry is going gonna, is gonna to run, dive, and grab that bag, doing a somersault in midair, landing back on his feet. What the hug? And he's going to keep on running. Okay, this guy is going to say, hey, that's my... And as soon as you take it, this guy is going to transform into a pig. <laughs> just so you know, as soon as it's not hooked up to him anymore, he's a pig. Uh, hey, that's my... <laughs> Hog to meet ya, me amor. Then <laughs> I'm gonna start a, a, I'm gonna start a, a squeezing it into my mouth. Frederick sees Stirfry grab that pouch, and he wonders for half a second why Stirfry would grab an anti-curse IV, and then he remembers the fact that technically the way that he used to do magic. He mixed up a lot of different things, and, um... Uh, Stirfry, don't take that! No, 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 no! You, uh, technically, I cursed you with speech! Stirfry, you drink it down, and as the last drop moves down your gullet, De Bonesby can read the label of the potion, which reads, Decursing Potion. Best if used by Slamuary 11th. Stirfry, you see it a second later. You both look at each other as it sinks in. Cursed you with speech! Cursed you with speech! Just put it down! Put down the IV! Just don't take another drop of it! Don't take another drop of it! Throws it to the ground. It's fine, it's fine, don't panic. Whatever public health infrastructure version of anti curse medicine they have here surely can't stand up to what I was putting out at the peak of my powers. It'll pass, it'll pass, just don't take any more. It'll pass, it'll pass, just don't take any more. 
Slip and pass, slip and pass, just don't take any more. Slip and pass, slip and pass, just don't take any more. That's right, like it's cool. Oh god, I am really remembering why I did it in the first place. Uh, the bones be a guy with a sword sticking through his head non-fatally turns to you and says, Hey buddy, can you shut your Kenku up? Buddy, my buddy, I believe me, I have tried. And he goes back to reading his, uh, his, like, Newsweek equivalent. Yes, yes, yes. Seems you're doing just fine. All right, come on, come on, sir, fine. Let's go. Let's keep getting out of here. We have a mission in hand. Just, uh, you don't have to repeat everything I say. Come on. Stir fry is running next to him, but a little bit slower than a little before. He's, he's not really moving in a straight line as much. He's sort of moving. Uh, it's, it's almost like he's going to limp, but he can't decide which leg is actually limping. Oh, come on now. You haven't forgotten how to walk. And as that happens, the double doors behind you, uh, they burst open. And other uh, uh, hospital security, they, uh, they rush in and they point at you and they say, There they are. They're the two guys the hospital security hates most. This sobers him up a little bit. Sir, Sir Fry's going to uh, uh, sort of get his feet back together and keep running straight ahead with DeBonesby. Yeah, DeBonesby, uh, you know, uh, 180s his his skull around his spinal cord and sees them and then keeps it on a turn and says, hey, keep running. Great, and you bolt out of the, uh, uh, you bolt out of there, you bolt out of the hospital, the emergency room. Remember, that was the entrance. You're just coming through the same way. Uh, and you run out of that hospital and, uh, oh, Look at that! Your uh, uh, the handsome men steeds are—they uh, are just—they've uh, been parked outside, and uh, one of them's been drinking uh, water out of a out of a bucket. All right, yeah. DeBonesby jumps on his and smacks it on the ass. Uh, cool. This guy, this uh, this man who can speak, says, uh, <laughs> "Oh, hello." Hello, indeed. Just trying to get you a bit of a pick me up. Don't mind if I do. And he starts running down the street. Uh, Stir-Fry stir has jumped onto Bonesby's back. He looks down to the to the guy they're riding and goes, uh, Hey, I'm Bella. What's your name? Uh, the guy says, Well, that's a good question. My name is Joe Lepore. And he keeps running. Uh, <laughs> Describe this man. Uh, he looks good. I'll say that. I th- you thought Bella was nice. This guy, the real deal. Ooh, this is... He's real. All right. Uh, yeah, we, we got to move on. Yeah, we do got to move on. Make a wish. <laughs> up above is a golden glowing storm, but you're not up there. You're down here. The guards stand before you. Their swords and spears drawn. Cordelia, the one nearest to you is going to stab and it's going to miss, but gets close enough that his spear rips your Thunderlingus hoodie. Ooh, ah, I love this hoodie. Uh, it's going to catch in the hoodie and it's going to tear it. So it just says Lingus. <laughs> they cut the whole thunder off? Well, it's just torn. Thunder is still there, but there's just like a big hole in it. Fuck. Am I next? Yeah, you're next. Okay, great. Because I'd like to um, kick this person in the gut that uh, ruined my hoodie. Make an attack roll. 13. <gasps> that's that's right, she says. <gasps> Righteously. It is uh, a, a guard nearby's turn. He'll say, hey, you can't do that. And he's going to uh, uh, just like straight up. He's got another spear and he's going to try to spear you as well. So this is going to hit. Uh, and it's going to hit you. Uh, this guy is going to hit you right in the thigh. It's going to sort of oh. graze your thigh uh, because he doesn't actually do a ton of damage. He's going to do five damage. Uh, okay. So it's going to really like sort of cut your thigh as it gets the side of you. Ah. 
Uh, Albie, it's your turn. Upon reaching the bottom of the staircase, Albie had exhaled and felt the rage leave her body. And then on seeing Cordelia come under attack again, she inhales and is back in a rage. And without thinking, she swipes at the two guardsmen who just attacked Cordelia. Make an attack roll. 24. Yeah. Yeah, that extremely hits. Uh, Albie sort of... Uh, it's just one motion. She she pulls her sword back and then swipes kind of blindly at both guards, trying to just, like, swat them away from Cordelia. Absolutely. Now, because you did it blind, you're not going to actually do a ton of damage to them, and you actually hit them more with the blunt side of this big butcher's knife sword than the actual uh, blade of it. But here's the good news. You did chop the tip of their uh, spears off. Two of them have been disarmed, but there's plenty more. Uh, another guard is just going to charge forward at you. Uh, it's going to get into your personal space because they have a blade and they're going to try to jab you with it and they miss. Albie grabs the wrist of the guy that just attacked her and sort of like pulls it down in front of her mm-hmm. and then is going to attack him with the uh, hilt of her sword right between his eyes. Make an attack roll with advantage. He's right there. By the way, this guy got advantage too. <laughs> uh, it's another 24 with advantage. Okay, yeah, you're going to hit him. And again, that's right between his eyes. This guy is knocked out cold. Uh, Now, he's not killed by this, but you chop him with a big butcher's knife sword right between the eyes, and you leave a uh, a scar. This guy's never going to look the same. Big scar right between the eyes, uh, and you just, like, cut right into his nose. Oh, my God, it's fucked up. Uh, You get this guy, and as you sort of pull your broadsword back, he falls over backwards. He is breathing, uh, but he is not, uh, he's not conscious. Um, Cordelia is, uh, sorry, without Albie's um, say-so, is going to attempt to disengage, grab her, and run out. Assuming there's still fucking debris falling and there's like an explosion happening. There is happening. debris falling, yes. And so uh, yeah. uh, make this roll. Ooh, I got a nice so I don't even know. Okay, you're going to grab Albie. So Cordelia grabs Albie around the waist. She's in a rage. Cordelia doesn't give a fuck. She walks out the door. Um, and the explosion is happening behind them. Albie's thrashing. Ah! Okay, great. So you are. So you walk out the door and you slide down the little slide, and uh, uh, there's there are explosions uh, happening behind you. Now we're gonna cut now very quickly to uh, Bellow. Up above, the fire is raging and it's only getting worse. Smoke and cinders are billowing from the top. The heat above is almost unbearable. Bellow, you can hear timbers falling up there. This tower is coming down, and it's coming down soon. Down below, one of the guards looks up and shouts, What the hell is that? As all the other guards look up. And what they see is the strangest thing. For a split second, it almost looks like a hot blue tiefling riding the back of a massive spider, but that's crazy. It's clearly a hot blue tiefling and a comely young woman, neither of whom are holding the wall and both of whom are falling. Bello realizes what mm-hmm. happens. He realizes that somehow she's not a spider anymore. So he opens his eyes. He grabs Tammany's wrist, and 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 knowing that they're, like, right up against the edge of one wall, he's going to try and, like, um, you know, like, parkour, like, jump off, like, yes. like, propel himself off the side of the wall and onto the, the nearby platform. Okay, and what is parkour but the sport of cool guys? So make an athletics roll. So that is a 14. 
Okay, so that's a pretty good parkour. That's the parkour. Now, look, I, your average guy goes to do a parkour. It's going to be a 10 or lower. So this is a pretty good uh, parkour that you're doing. And because you are naturally athletic, uh, this is going just a little bit better. You are able to uh, propel yourself off the wall, and you are able to. You just are able to grab the edge of a wooden platform. So it is you holding the edge of a wooden platform. You have Tammany uh, under one arm. The other hand is extended, and you have the edge of the wooden platform. And those flames are coming down fast. You would put a little bit of distance between you and those flames. What are you going to do now? Bella's going to try. He's going to somewhere, you know, it's been a lot. He's had, he's had mm-hmm. a long day. At day plus, he's been, he's been awake for days. He is sure. spent. He's been stabbed. He's been, he's, he's climbed down. Uh, a building on the side of a spider. He had to make a bunch of laws, which draws upon mental energy that Bello didn't even know he had. But somewhere in him, he's going to just give that 110% this time, and he's going to try and pull himself and Tammany up onto the platform. Fantastic. So you would call this, like, the last ounce of strength, right? Like, I'm going to say that if Bello pulls this off, after this point, he doesn't have any more ounces of strength to spare. Well, then make a strength roll. Last one. The final ounce... 18. It's all it took. You make it up. You pull yourselves up to the top of the uh, uh, of the top of the platform, and what you see is Regina Dentata's cut in half body up there. <gasps> Who could have done this? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> Tammany, <laughs> don't look. It's it's too gruesome. Tammany can't help herself. She's never had to be on this end. No, of it. Tammany. She's don't. never had to be on this end of the arrangement. She looks. She can't help it. She she gasps. She says, "Only a monster would do something like that." I know, I know, but we have to go. <laughs> okay, she runs with you. And Bello's, Bello's going to grab her uh, shoulders and sort of turn her and, and run down the stairs with She's her. She's like, I got, I, I got it. And she tur- and she runs with you. Uh, she runs with you down the stairs. By the way, I'm sorry I killed your dad. She looks at you and she goes, oh my God, it's a whole thing with my dad. I swear. He seemed like a real tyrant in the making. He, in the making? Oh, but no, no, oh. no. In the present. In the present to end the past. I'm sorry. Didn't like my father. I, I'm getting that. So this that makes this a little easier. It's and you know ev- happy families are the happy in the same way, but every unhappy fa- it's their own thing. And we had our own. anyway. Uh, you guys wow, make I've it. I've never heard that. But I'm the first to say it, and so I get the credit. And she get uh, as she says that you guys get to the bottom of the stairs, and there's guards down there, and they're looking around, and they've noticed now that there's a big explosion. Uh, you've got I would say you've got ten seconds to get out of this place. Bello thinks that, and you know he he doesn't have much of a filter, so he just yells at the guards. We have ten seconds to get out of here. Make a persuasion roll. These guys have shown that they are uh, not listening. That's an 11. Going to cut it for a few of them. Two of them are going to look at each other and say, you know what, maybe. And they're going to run out. And the rest are going to stand and they're saying, no, we're done running. We're city guard because we can't do anything else. But God damn it, we're going to do one thing right. And we're going to stand and we're going to protect the gong. And they are crushed by a falling bell. The rules haven bell crashes down to earth, killing the city guard as it shatters into dozens of pieces. A tidal wave of magic energy stampedes out into the world, knocking you back against the wall. Flowers instantly begin blooming from the stone behind you as a seismic rift flies across all of Cordelia. The waves are felt for thousands of miles, kicking up dust and dirt out on the sea. A ship is knocked back and forth in a storm. A violent wave of good weather and calm seas sets it right in the same instant that a smoldering Kenku had grabbed the wheel. 
A man with eyes too big for his skull in a desert town far to the south of here looks at a caricature of him and his bearded brother surfing. He smiles sadly until a wave of magic energy corrects a typo the artist had made all those years ago. <laughs> As above, so below. <laughs> they did it! <laughs> Miles to the east, wet beep stands at the edge of a beautiful lake, watching the fireflies begin to come out. The wave hits him, and he's transformed back into his original form, a much easier-to-look-at guy named Dry Honk. He looks nudely at his own hands before clenching them into fists. Scrum. Bellow, the wave of... the, 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 The... the sound waves knock you over. They knock Tammany over. They knock you over hard into the wall. Uh, the sound is loud. It is crashing. It is deafening. Albie, Cordelia, you are running away from here. You are disengaging, and the sound knocks you over forward. To Bonesby, Stir Fry, Joe Lepore, you are uh, uh, you are all running towards the bell, and <laughs> the sound waves they knock you over backwards. The sound echoes in your head. It's all you can hear. It is for uh, a moment all you believe that you have been struck deaf. You have no, uh, you have no way to hear anything. Stirfright grabs his hands over his ears and opens his mouth. The only sound he is able to make is a mimicry of the bell that he just heard in his head whistling out of his mouth like a tea kettle. All right, Bello, the, uh, the, the shattered remnants of the bell uh, lay before you. Uh, the, it is difficult terrain to get out of this bell tower, but it, it is possible. Uh, you have been knocked over backwards, and the, the echo of the bell is lingering like a, a party guest. Bello is disoriented. He's, you know, he's his front is already hurting, but now his back is, uh, is badly bruised too. He's beat up, um, but he's going to draw one, one last. He's, he finds it's not an ounce. He finds a teaspoon of strength, and he uh, picks himself back up and picks up Tammany and is going to try and cross that difficult terrain and get the hell out of there. And you are, you're out. Bella, you did it. You're out. You're covered in blood and dirt, and Tammany's helping you walk, but you, you're going to be okay. You look over, and you see Albie and Cordelia. They're both shaken. They look like they were hit by a train. They're drenched in ash, but they're, they're okay. And you wave to them, and you begin walking towards each other. And just ahead across the square, you see the bones be. He's dusting himself off. He waves to you. Ash falls from the sky as you move towards each other. And then as you all find each other, you hear it. A distant rumbling growing louder and louder. It's not clear where the plates are, but they're starting to rattle. You hear an explosion coming from the jurisdiction in as it collapses in a pillar of black smoke and fire. Show of strength are killed. They were a hardcore band, by the way. And from the wreckage rises a horrible, impossible silhouette backlit by flames. A 70-foot-tall flesh kaiju lurches forward. It's made up of what looks to be living creatures. It breathes with thousands of individual breaths as it reveals its face to actually be a cockpit. 
amplified many times over. The pilot's unmistakable voice booms. No! (laughs) No! I am Brian Fuck! (laughs) I am old flesh! And to me, the flesh will be returned! (laughs) Ah, yes. Quite the rude tale, indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monardo as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bello, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfie, and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.